All right, and welcome back into Not Just Another Sports Podcast. Joining me tonight, we have Anthony Falls. Anthony writes for Border Fuel, and he is also a Raiders fan. And Anthony is here to do a deep dive into the Raiders with us. We're going to go behind enemy lines and talk to him a little bit. Um, Anthony, the Raiders fall in a last-second field goal to the Washington football team. Why don't you just kind of give us a, a brief status update of the Raiders? Where is the fan base? Where is the team? And how do you feel going into this week against the Chiefs? Uh, so uh, before this week, we were, as a fan base, we were pretty behind the team. We were happy. We just beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We're great, all right? Then we go into what we, Washington comes to Vegas, and we're pretty hopeful because it's, it's Washington. They don't, have a, they don't have a team name. Um, like I said, we just came out of beating the Cowboys. We ignore the fact that they didn't have either of their starting receivers because it makes us feel better. But, um, you know, it was tough, honestly, because the offense uh, stunk it up again. And the defense has been uh, worse for wear because of it. It's uh, looking like in a pale comparison, bad comparison, I would say it's like the Bears because the Bears defense is fantastic. Our defense is playing pretty well but the offense is just not doing anything. Uh, we went from scoring like 26, 20 plus the first three or four weeks to scoring 15 against Washington, 13 against the Bengals, like 14 against the Chiefs last time we played them. It's really bad, honestly, especially with how all the Raiders fans, including myself, wanted John Gruden out because of the terrible play calling. And then we go into Washington the first like three or four drives have been just all short passes behind the line of scrimmage within three yards to quote unquote, set up the run game that hasn't done anything this year. It's just really, really tough. And I know a lot of Raiders fans are hating on Derek Carr. Me personally, uh, if you talk to a Raiders fan, they would probably consider me a, a car stand. So I would definitely be a, a black sheep of the Raider nation, but, uh, Derek Carr has been through a bunch of crap this year, including losing Henry Ruggs, his head coach, uh, not having Darren Waller. Zay Jones is – I don't even know what to – how to describe him. If he could track a ball, we would have won last uh, – not last night. Well, yeah, today's Monday. We would have won last night, but we didn't because he can't track a football. But – it's also comes with being a Raiders fan, expecting the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs, the referees to screw us over a little bit, which happened as well. But I won't get into that because that happens everywhere over the NFL. Well, I'll, I mean, let's, let's start right there. There, there. There's two ways to look at the Raiders, right? You can look at the Raiders and say, this team is a disaster and a walking, you know, garbage fire or you can look at them and say look at everything that's happened to this team and they're still 500 I mean if you had told me after like when I ever I heard the John Gruden news I just buried the Raiders I did not think that they had we're gonna have anything left and to their credit for them being six and six right now I still think that's an accomplishment because not only are you dealing with the John Gruden loss and the Henry Ruggs loss and the Damon Arnett loss, which Arnett wasn't much on the field. Henry Ruggs is a bigger deal than his production because of what he does, where he basically claims a safety almost every time he's on the field, a safety in a corner because of his threat. But to overcome all of that and then just normal injuries and losses, 
I mean, I, I think it's a huge statement. And, uh, you know, I, I had said that if the Raiders somehow make the playoffs this year, people are going to really have to change how they talk about Derek Carr. Um, because, you know, that's some real leadership on his, on his part. And I, I want to ask you this. Derek Carr, to me, is the mo- would have to be one of the most frustrating quarterbacks to have on your team. <laughs> Not because he's bad, but because he is so close to being good enough. We as Chiefs fans, you know, most of my Chiefs fandom, Trent Green or Alex Smith was my quarterback. And then a little bit of Matt Castle and Tyler Thingpen and things I try to forget. But Alex Smith, I always knew that Alex Smith was a game manager. I always knew that he was never going to lose us the game and never going to win us the game. But I, I think Derek Carr is better than that. And there are times, especially like week five last year, where he, he can really carry a team and really play well. And then there are just times that he just has really inconsistent play. Do you think that the long-term answer for the Raiders still is Derek Carr? Could this be his last season? Could he be on the move? Or do you think that they just need to put better pieces around him? I think it's a combination. Um, Honestly, if Derek Carr was to leave, well, get traded, I don't know that I would hate it because I want to see Derek Carr win. Um, I believe it's not a popular opinion, but I believe he's a top 10 quarterback. I believe if he went to the Colts, they would have won games that they lost because Frank Reich could call pass plays and they'd be completed. Um, I feel like if he went to a number of teams, the Giants, they have a better receiving core than the Raiders. The Raiders' receiving core is not great at all. It was mediocre with rugs. The only player that we can consistently bank on Doing well is Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Um, but honestly, I don't even know what to think of the team. The offensive line needs time to work together. Um, they're young. Andre James is getting better. Alex Leatherwood's getting better. John Simpson's getting better. I've watched a lot of film like little film breakdowns from different podcasts on YouTube of John Simpson and the offensive line, because they're so frustrating. But uh, John Simpson's main problem from the breakdowns I've seen are him holding, having his hands on the outsides of like of the shoulder pads of the defender, which he's gotten better with Alex Leatherwood and Andre James have just a lot of foul or penalty problems Um, with the receiving core. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't. Um, I think part of it is play call. I don't think we can rely on picking up veterans that are fast. Deshaun Jackson, for example, John Brown. Um, Who else do we have? Willie Sneed. He had a really bad drop, not drop, but ball goes straight through his hands for an interception week one. Um, Nelson Aguilar was somehow fantastic for the team. I don't know how he's doing for the uh, Patriots, but I don't think it's as well as he did this uh, last year. Uh, we did pick up one person. I don't remember who it was from the chargers last year. He's like six, four runs like a sub four, four, something like that. So if we picked him up or brought him up to the practice, not brought him up for the practice squad, that would be very, very, uh, I'd be happy about it. Certainly. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, we talked about the departure of John Gruden, Obviously, all the um, 
the morality aside from it of his departure and why he left. Um, you know, I, I, it was always my opinion that John Gruden was running this team from top to bottom um, as far as the draft goes, as far as on the field goes. And the, with the Raiders draft picks, it's very obvious to me, it's almost glaringly obvious what draft picks he was making and which ones Mike Mayock was making. I mean, for, you know, this kind of goes back to the whole idea of you can look at the Raiders in two ways. They have had some just absolute disasters in the draft from Cleveland Farrell to, um, you know, Jonathan Abrams. We talked about Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, even Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's had a couple of good seasons, but his, you know, the wear and tear on his body from running at Bama is already starting to show. You wonder if, but then you go and look at some of the later rounds and they've gotten some really good players and that's how they've been able to still be a competitive team. Max Crosby um, this year, Trayvon Morig looks really good. Nate Hobbs has showed out at times. I mean, do you, do you view John Gruden's departure as a positive or negative for the franchise going forward? Um, in terms of draft, I view it as a positive because Mike Mayock was brought into the Raiders as a draft guru. He knew what he was doing. Uh, he was taught af- thought to be like one of the knowingest people, draft analysts, draft analysts. And then there's a lot of uh, thought behind the first picks that the Raiders have chosen that they're like John Gruden picks is what we'll call them. Like, yeah, it's uh, like, I mean, there was a time there that you swore he just sat and watched the SEC championship yeah. and the college football playoff. I'm like, oh, yep, that like it was just like Clemson, Bama. Georgia yep. on repeat, like mm-hmm. Ohio state. Like it was just like, exactly. That's how it felt. Cause Damon Arnett, the second he was picked, I was upset. I don't remember who he, who we could have picked afterwards. I know we needed a corner. I know we needed a corner, but it was just not. No. Um, I was at the uh, premiere of Avengers Endgame. And the draft was going on. And the first thing I saw with, after that was that we picked Cleland Furl number four. I don't, I still don't hate it. I don't hate Cleland Furl as it's obviously not a, a popular opinion, but he's not a bad player. He's just not a pass rusher and he doesn't fit the scheme. So the Raiders did him dirty by taking him and then getting rid of Paul Gunther, who was already an atrocious defensive coordinator. That's where I think our biggest problem was, was keeping him around as long as we did. Because our defense hasn't been, it's been bottom five. I think every year he was uh, a defensive coordinator. And now with Gus Bradley, with maybe five or six additions, we got KJ Wright, Denzel Perriman, Casey Hayward, uh, Quentin Jefferson, and uh, Yannick Ngakwe, I would say are five big, uh, defensive uh, pickups and the defense looks totally flipped. I mean, Jonathan Abram, I don't hate him. I don't hate Abram. I don't hate any of the picks we've had other than Arnett. Um, but Jonathan Abram is, is to me like Jamal Adams. And to me, I'm not a fan of Jamal Adams. I don't like when people say he's a top, like the best safety in the NFL. Because he doesn't cover. That's the job of a safety. He hits hard and does it well. He's probably the best blitzing safety in the league. I think he had like almost 10 sacks last year, which is insane as a safety. 
Um, but I, I'm really hopeful for the uh, Mark Davis to keep Mike Mayock this upcoming draft. I mean, now we don't have two first round picks to use, but I'm hopeful. I also wanted uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa in this last draft with a 17th pick, and we didn't get him. I was very upset. I was very sad. But Trayvon Merrick was my number two uh, draft crush is what I call him. Yeah, but- and I, it's been interesting to see kind of how the Raiders have attacked the defense side of the ball. They're super safety heavy, and then they kind of just fit in the pieces with K.J. Wright and Denzel Perryman. So, I mean, I, I think – I think they're headed in the right direction on defense. Um, we know their defensive coordinator is respected. He's a good, I mean, the first couple of weeks, this was a defensive success story with, um, you know, Yannick Ngakwe was looking good. Max Crosby is a defensive player of the year candidate, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. Um, and, and Gus Bradley seemed to be pushing all the right buttons. Um, I was curious about this, I'm getting a little bit more specific, Chiefs related. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, Chiefs went in 41-14. You probably don't need to hear more about the final score of that game. But the, the impression from here as Chiefs fans is the Chiefs have really been struggling against teams forcing them to be methodical going down the field, using covered two, deep safety play, where they never let anything get behind them. We know because of Gus Bradley's experience with the Seahawks and then with the Chargers that they play that cover one zone defense and Gus Bradley seemed to throw their defense on the field and say we're going to do what we're going to do because that's what we do well and to his dismay the Chiefs said oh there's not two safeties and they threw for you know 400 plus yards Patrick Mahomes had 500 touchdowns or 500 touchdowns damn that would have been a lot (laughs) he had five touchdowns and they scored 41 points um You know, I what, what was the what was the takeaway from that? Was that were people mad at Gus Bradley? Were people okay with that? Did people just kind of blame it on the players? What was the impression of that? Um. So prior to that, we had just lost to the Giants. It's I think what two three weeks after firing John Gruden. There's just a lot with the Raiders. I think part of it was probably I'm reaching back into my bank because I do my best to forget those games, but. Um, I think part of it was also just the offensive game plan. I think not passing it and not wanting to gunsling it against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I mean, Derek Carr threw for 35 times, 261 yards, uh, 25 completions, two touchdowns and an interception. And whereas Patrick Mahomes threw for 50, 50 times against a better pass defense. And we ran the ball 14 times the offense was just despicable. I don't think you can expect the defense to keep up with the high power chiefs defense. I understand the game plan wasn't great, but the offense didn't help at all. Yeah. So what, one other thing I wanted to bring up, we talked about Josh Jacobs a little bit is Josh Jacobs. Is he injured or is he just having a down year? Do you think it's related to the offensive line play? Because part of what, killed the Chiefs against the Raiders was the Raiders had the ability to go down the field with Ruggs and Aguilar, which they made some big plays in that win in week five. But then when it came time for the Chiefs to try to shut them down, they had no answer because they were running the ball so effective. Now we know Rodney Hudson's gone, Trent Brown's gone, several other offensive linemen from last year are gone. 
is that what's causing it? Or do you think it's just Josh Jacobs lost some of what he had or what's going on there? Um, so I believe it's a combination. I know Josh Jacobs, I believe had an ankle or a hamstring or calf injury a couple of weeks ago. So that's definitely hampered him, but this offensive line, like I said, I've watched some of the film breakdowns. The offensive line is just not great. Uh, Josh Jacobs vision is apparently not too great either. Um, I do think that the lack of like a real veteran uh, presence on the offensive line is killing them because like I said, uh, John Simpson's in his second, third year, uh, Alex Otherwood's a rookie. Um, Andre James, this is his first time starting the right tackle spots been in and out. And then Colton Miller has been our most consistent offensive lineman, but he's not like a vet. He's not like a, I don't think he's viewed as a leader in the locker room. I'm not sure, but it's definitely a combination because I know that we've tried to like integrate him more in the passing game, but I don't know because him and Kenyon Drake haven't done great uh, in terms of running the ball. Like looking back at the uh, Chiefs game, Josh Jacobs ran for seven times for 16 yards and Kenyon Drake ran four for 16. Yeah, that, that Kenyon Drake contract was one of the most puzzling ones of the offseason, I thought. Well, I mean, he was he was kind of a fantasy football um, guy that a lot of us might have picked up because, you know, he was catching passes from Kyler Murray last year. Mm-hmm. But, man, I giving him that kind of money to be an, a, a second running back. And then once they have him and uh, Jacobs goes down, they start playing Ron, uh, what Peyton Barber from the grave over him the whole thing was weird to me yeah so i didn't hate the contract again i have a lot of unpopular raider nation takes if you need a unpopular opinion for the raiders i i'm your guy um i didn't hate the contract i didn't hate the signing Kenyon drake was a good relief back and then he just broke his ankle last game which is very tough i hope he comes back and heals fully but i i think the usage of him was just bad I think John Gruden got players that knew he knew would be like capable of helping the offense and then didn't know what to do with them. Um, John Brown wanted to be on the Raiders and then he left because of playtime. I don't know about Willie Sneed, but uh, Kenyon Drake, I liked him. I've, I've watched film breakdown for him too. I think part of it is his uh, pass block or lack thereof ability of pass blocking, because when you put him on the field, you know, it's a pass. And then he's going to be the one, like he's going to be on a route because he can't pass block. Peyton Barber can pass block. Josh Jacobs can pass block at least better than him. And then we also just lost Alec Ingold to a torn ACL a couple of weeks ago, who's a fullback, but the Raiders use their full Alec Ingold is not a fullback. He's, like Cordero Patterson, he's an athlete. That's what he does. He doesn't play safe uh, defense, but um, he'll go out on passes and stuff, and, but he can pass block and run block, etc. So just the usage of Kenyon Drake was not great, especially with Gruden. And I don't know what Rich Passaccia or Greg Olson are doing now that he's hurt and out for the season because Peyton Barber is not – the running back that Kenyon Drake is. Sure. So a couple, couple more questions for you. 
Um, you know, this is this is always hard. Obviously, you're not working for the front office of the Raiders yet. But um, where do you how do you think that they're going to go for next head coach? We know that Mark Davis is kind of one of the more interesting owners in the NFL. We'll put it that way. He had his heart dead set on John Gruden and had wanted John Gruden to be the coach of the Raiders for a long time. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. Do you think that they're going to try to – I mean, how do you think they're going to go with this? Do you think they're going to try to go for an offensive mind, maybe a younger guy, like a college guy? Do you think that they're going to go defense established? You know, there's there's a lot of people. Doug Peterson is one that comes to my mind. He's someone who I think deserves a second chance. He's a good coach, a Super Bowl winner. Uh, he would be a great hire, in my opinion. Um, you know, some people are going to say Eric the enemy. I, I don't see that happening in no. the division. Um, how do you think they're going to go with this? Um, honestly, I really like Gus Bradley. I don't, not as a head coach. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't think he'd be a head coach. I really want whoever comes in as head coach to keep him a defensive coordinator because what he has done with the defense is fantastic. I think the Raiders and it's, uh, popular among Raider nation that the Raiders go for Kellen Moore. Um, after the Raiders had played and beat the Cowboys, it was seen that uh, Derek Carr was talking to him in the like cluster of players and coaches afterwards. But I think Kellen Moore's usage of um, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, we have Josh Jacobs and uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, there, his usage of those two and how he uses the receivers, deep balls, slants, all of it. I think him and being young would be great fit for our team because it's also a younger team. We don't need some older coach like John Gruden to run his 90s defense or offense, rather. This isn't this offense and league is not the same as it was 20, not even 10 years ago. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is living proof of that. Yeah, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is definitely going to be one of the hotter names when it comes to the coaching carousel. It'll be interesting to see where the Raiders go. Um, so last question for you. Um, this one is going to be a little loaded. So Raiders schedule going forward, it's it's a bit of a doozy. They've got the Chiefs this week, Browns, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. So they've got everyone in the AFC one AFC West one more time, and the Colts and Browns. So right now they're sitting at six and six. What do you think their final record is coming home? Um. So before this season started, I said they would end ten and seven. So they're on pace for that. Now, I think they can beat the Browns. I don't know what team's going to show up against the Chiefs, so I'm just going to say the Chiefs are going to win. So they're sitting at seven and seven. We can beat the Broncos. The Colts, I think we can beat the Colts. Um, and then the Chargers, I'm I'm not scared of the Chargers either. I know that Gus Bradley can game plan against his team, so I think we lose to the Chiefs and then win four. Um, with the Colts game, that's my biggest. Uh, question mark because of Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think if the team can shut down the run game, if that's possible um, against the Colts, I think if they can do that, Carson Wentz is not being the Raiders. I am a strong believer that Carson Wentz is not that great of a quarterback. Um, I don't think he can win them games either. I've talked to Colts fans. Most of my family are Colts fans being from Indiana and they're mixed on him. I I'm a strong believer that they cannot, that he cannot win them a game. Uh, Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Um, 
he's I know a lot of people love him. I don't. I probably don't watch enough Chargers games, but their game planning is so inconsistent. And so is he. I know you were saying earlier that Derek Carr is an inconsistent quarterback, but Justin Herbert has thrown for like 400 yards one week and then thrown for maybe sub 200 and then a touchdown and two interceptions. I have him on my fantasy team. So believe me, I know all about that. And then Teddy Bridgewater for the Broncos. I'm not worried about him. Not worried about the Broncos. I don't know if I should be, but I'm not. Um, yeah, they uh, the old 10 and one Lions showed more fight last week or last night than the uh, Broncos did with the division on the line. So yeah. I don't I don't expect much out of them. If there's one thing AFC West people can agree on, it's uh, forget the Broncos, man. Yeah, and they even traded Vaughn Miller. Like Vaughn Miller was already not doing much against the Raiders because for some reason the tackles have played well against them. But um, I guess the only my biggest worry about the Browns game is their defensive line because Miles Garrett is terrifying. Um, Jadavion Clown is a run stopper more than a pass rusher, and our runs running ability is not great. But I'm also not a fan of Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's going to go and win them games unless Nick Chubb is being Nick Chubb. And with the loss of Odell Beckham Jr., I wish the Raiders would have gotten him. Just, just a little throw that out there. Um, but I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to uh, be able to beat the Raiders either. So if they can shut down Nick Chubb um, and Jonathan Taylor, I think this team can go ten and seven. Like I said, it's yeah. not a popular opinion in the slightest. Well, ten and ten and seven's definitely a huge recovery from how the season was trending. So, uh, but Anthony, we appreciate you coming on and joining us, getting a little bit behind enemy lines. Um, as I mentioned before, you can find Anthony's work. He writes about the Raiders for Border Fuel. That's borderfuel.com. Or you can follow Anthony on Twitter at, at ant, A-N-T underscore falls, like the verb, but it's F-A-U-L-B-S. You can follow him on Twitter and read his work at Border Fuel. Anthony, thanks for joining us on Not Just Another Sports Podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me.